Welcome back to Moonbeaming, a place for seekers, intellects, clowns, mystics, artists, witches, sensitives, ecologists, teachers, philosophers, students, weirdos, and everyone who's still brave enough to dream and brave enough to feel. I feel so grateful to be here and grateful to be dreaming and feeling with you on this very last episode for the Gregorian calendar year of 2023. 2023, you were real, and now it's time for you to be in the rear view. (laughs) Only if, you know, we make it so, right? This is the whole thing. I always say, I would become a millionaire if I could figure out how to solve quickly humanity's problems. There are many. I'm not going to start with a bucket list of what they are because we'll be here for 97 million trillion episodes. One of them is our inability to be in the present moment. I do believe there was someone named the Buddha who tried to address this. I do believe that there are dozens, if not hundreds, of religious and spiritual traditions that also try to address this. And there's a reason why, right? We need to be able to be in the present moment. We need to not be so weighted down by the past. And this chariot year, if you're anything like myself, friends, clients, a lot of baggage was shown, you know, with the chariot, you can't take it with you. We're still in a chariot year. So I'm just, just dropping a few little, dropping a few little gems about the card. I always teach the chariot as going on a road trip. It's a vehicle. You can't fit everything in the vehicle. You have to pack light in the words of Erica Badu, but you also have to pack intentionally. And what we saw this year, those of us who are awake, I should say, those of us who are more conscious and collectively, was how much baggage we had stopping us from moving forward. Baggage that was invisible, but very weighted and very prevalent, right? And I'm saying this humbly as someone who's sorting through their baggage. This year was a big year of that. So if that's you, you're in the right place because in this episode, first, I'm going to share just what's going on at the studio that I'm excited about. I have personal shares about the year. I want to give some advice about how to wrap up this year and what to prepare for for the next. And I'll close out with some wisdom for many moons. So right now, the studio is officially closed, but you can still place orders. Physical orders will just not ship until the first week of January. If you are a little bit late to things such as myself, you can still purchase Many Moons, our spiritual guide to 2024. You'll receive it in early January and you can jump right in. We will be shipping all month until we run out of copies. So don't worry about that. Just click the link in the show notes or go to our site. Also, As of now, if you are not a paper person, we have a digital version for you to download. This is like if you just want 
the original writing, the ritual and spell ideas, the practices, the dozens and dozens of writings and tarot spreads and monthly overviews, or if you're living in the present moment and actually know how to use a digital planner, like on what do you do? Is it on a Kindle? Is it on an iPad? I literally do not know because I'm apparently not in the present moment here. I am a planner paper person. I usually have about three different ways to write down things at one time. I also just personally like looking back. It's my jam. What can I say? But if you want digital, let's get digital, digital. If you want digital, it's there in the shop. Other physical products we are almost sold out of, like our apothecary items, such as our oils. We still have teeny little bits of our popular rise oil and very popular production oil. We also have apparel and some of my very favorite bracelets in the world for sale. People would stop me on the street. So I decided to place a small order to sell in the shop because everyone loved them so much. So check out our goods and pick up a treat for yours, for you, for yours and yours and yours and you and you and you. For all you learners, the big announcement is that we're doing a full month of programming for everyone in January. I really was thinking about how can we support you the most in your intentions for this new year, right? January is such an interesting month because we get all this toxic messaging about like going for it, going to the gym, like only eating broccoli, or like, you know, new year, new you. And a lot of us are tired. <laughs> and a lot of us need to take December, January and February to move more slowly and to rest more. So I thought, okay, what could I give you? I could give you this slow and steady drip of ways to come back to yourself, containers, workshops. So Drum roll, please. Three Sundays in January, we're covering the strength year, the archetype of the year. Number two, we're covering your personal archetypes of the year. Everyone's going to love this one. I know it. I know it. I know it. Can't wait. And we're also covering the astrology of the year with the wonderful Anthony Parada. You know him. You love him. We got to bring him back. We will be bringing him back on Moonbeam, but I was like, we got to bring him back in the studio. So we are. You will be completely supported and covered. Sign up right about Meow. Of course, you get the replays a day or two afterwards. And I cannot wait to see you there. There's more change coming. You'll be able to hear about it first on our newsletter and podcast. Some of it I know, some of it I'm still figuring out, probably just like you. And that brings me to this year's wrap up. This year, for me, it was a waiting game. It was a waiting game with the universe, with my purpose, with the next steps. Was it a waiting game for you too? I've now told my Patreon community, which is probably moving over to Substack, and I also shared it on my Substack, and I've said it to a friend, I've said it in a moon circle I was at earlier this month. At the start of 2023, I said, okay, universe, give me a sign. Tell me what to do. Tell me where to go, what to quit. After years in the liminal Tell me what to do and I shall do it. And the universe was silent. And 
the silence was loud. Have you ever been there? Gentle listener, after 11 months of struggle, of being in what I have been talking about a lot on this podcast, I can finally interpret the silence. And really, I think for months I've known what the silence meant, but it wasn't until this month that I finally could accept, right? the interpretation or how I needed to integrate and implement that silence, it wasn't until this month really that I mustered the courage, the fearlessness, the strength, of course, because we're feeling the energy of strength archetype, number eight. So this month, this precursor to our strength year, I finally tapped into the heart of it all, the fearlessness, which is only about having fear, but being able to move forward, right? Fearlessness isn't about feeling no fear. Courage isn't about not being scared. That fear is there, that doubt, that scarcity, that afraidness, it's there. And that's also chariot, the paradox, right? We still move forward. I'm still solidifying all of it and you probably are too, I'm still taking it in, processing it, baby step fashion. I'm still training my trust muscle around risk and action taking, you know, chronic illness will do that to you. Upheaval, endless curveballs from the universe, curveballs of external things, trauma, like unhealed trauma rearing its head. All these things, of course, will kind of make shake up our trust muscle. That's really the foundation of anything. It's the foundation of intuition, of risk taking. It's this trust. It's the self-trust, this ability that we can believe in our capacity. And for me, it was that long COVID shrunk my capacity. And so now little by little, I'm working on widening out that capacity again. And I wanted to share this. You know, I share pretty openly about some aspects of my life because I don't want you to feel alone. You know, I think that people can share the highlight reel. I think people have a lot of shame around sharing illness or mental health stuff, especially in the so-called spiritual space or the so-called wellness space, but really it's the professional sphere of any kind, right? Whether you're a doctor or a librarian or you're a stay-at-home parent, but you talk to all the other parents and you go to the meetings and you volunteer at your kid's school, like there's so much stigma around people who are ill or struggling in any way. And for me to share that this year really took me down in a way I I don't know that I've been. Really, like maybe 20 years, maybe it's been, but a really long time. I'm sharing because I want you to know if you were in situations that tested you and you really met your match, you know, um, you're not alone. You're not alone. So back to the waiting, (laughs) the waiting and the waiting game. 
the waiting game was there because I was waiting. And the universe is a mirror. So what you do, the universe really is going to mirror you. I said, okay, universe, I'm waiting. Tell me, tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. And the universe said, well, all right, I'll just wait back. Because, gentle listener, we do need to make choices. We do need to figure out what change looks like and be accountable to that and to move forward in that. And while this year I did a lot of internal work, which is very seven and very spiritual, seven is spiritual, it's about changing the internal so then that external will match it in time. If I'm being honest, I did not make a lot of external changes. The only external change I made that I saw growth around was weight training. I started weight training. So like I hit PRs in like deadlift and squat and bench press, you know, like I hit those goals. But I didn't make a lot of external changes in ways I really probably needed to. And so because of that, this was one of the most unmoving, like things weren't moving and like stagnant years of my life. And in it, which sometimes that happens, right? God or the universe, it like plops you down. And it's like, hey, you gotta, you gotta do some internal stuff. I uncovered a lot of material, a lot of shadow, a lot of fear, a lot of shame, a lot of grief. I wrote more about this on my Substack. If you're interested, you can go to the, you can just Google Moon Studio Substack. Maybe I'll put the link in it. So that's what I was kind of doing. I kept meeting it. And this is also like also shows me how the archetypes flow into the other because we see these things start to surface, these shadows start to surface, and then we start truly reaping the benefits of treating them differently in strength. In chariot, they like appear and they make us move often, although many readers have made note of the chariot in Pamela Coleman Smith's card, like it looks unmoving, it looks like it's stationary, right? Like it's maybe going to take off, which is interesting just to pin that. So again, if you feel like you haven't made a lot of movement, you're like, this was a chariot year. I was supposed to travel and go here and go there and go everywhere. And you didn't and you're feeling bummed. Maybe your chariot was kind of just like sitting tight, right? And the ridiculousness of all of it is I knew what we were in for this year. I like I knew about it. The themes were at the forefront of my consciousness. I was creating education around it. I was creating workshops around it. And so it's like waka waka, even the most studied oracle can't always predict how it will all go down personally, let alone collectively. And that is this weird thing about what I've done for a living over the past seven years, which is knowing how things are going to go down and channeling them but not always having the space to truly prepare and implement and shift and execute. And that's what I am changing this coming year. Like I need to dramatically shift the way I do it because I need space for me. I need more time and space to integrate and implement in my own life. I have to stop 
channeling for the collective as much. And I have to start taking some of that time and and giving it back to myself. So you can ask yourself that as well. Like, where am I doing things that are serving others without me fully having the benefit of it also? I also think of that famous Zora Neale Hurston quote, there are years that ask questions and years that answer. This was a year that asked questions. I was probably supposed to answer. (laughs) I was supposed to answer probably, but I kind of refused a little bit. You know, the universe was like, well, what about this? And I said back, what about this? And it ping pong back and forth in a lot of ways. And now at the end of the year, I can accept that what I went through was what I needed. It wasn't what I wanted, but it was what I needed. I needed to really go in with my shadow and my shame and my fear in certain long-standing subconscious programs that I was uncovering. They were not in the background. They were in the foreground this year. I had like no choice but to acknowledge them. And that was what now I know I needed to do so that I could shift things fundamentally in how I relate to myself in the world. The universe was so silent. There was so little external growth because it was attending to the internal time, a resolving unfinished business. And real talk, I knew, like I knew we were going to be doing this. I knew that to resist was only going to make it harder and more exhausting. And still, I was dragging my feet. I was dragging my feet more often than not. And that's what happened. It just slowed the process down. And in some ways, that was a good sign, that resistance because it meant there was some really old stuff coming up that had to be transmuted. And that is this interesting part that came. I don't have a lot of shame anymore. I have less and less shame the more I'm transmuting everything that I taught, like especially the emotional alchemy class I taught, that was a result of me just doing what I shared with you. It's just where I am now too. That's the other thing. I have so much less shame about being here. It's where I am. It isn't where I will be forever. And I get to love myself and be excited about myself and my gifts and my life and everything I have and be grateful for it while also being frustrated or fucking lonely or grieving or upset about the state of the world or, or, or like dot, 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 dot. It can be both. You are allowed to have that too, gentle listener. You can be both and you can feel super blessed and really closer and closer to your true self as you mourn what you've lost or who you've lost in order to get there. That was a real bittersweetness about this year for me, this incredible paradoxical nature that 
I knew we would be experiencing this year where maybe externally nothing looked any different, but internally things were changing and changing. So it was so seven of cups meets seven of wands meets seven of swords meets seven of pentacles. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them because it will put the year into sharp perspective. But again, in doing so, I woke up more. I learned so many more tools. I'm so much more present. Emotional alchemy. Hey, yo, like for the win. Yes, yes, yes. I learned more energy work. I'm plunging into neuroplasticity and other modalities so that I can integrate them more, fine tune them, bring them to you once I've sat with them for long enough to do so. And I'm finally, finally rearranging certain things so I can make room for other things that I need and must do. And again, I'm sharing all this to say I'm fine. I'm still deeply privileged. Like I'm sharing this with you because if you saw my life and observed it, you'd think all was well. And it is. Like it is. And that's the paradox. Everything can be fine and we can be dealing with a lot of stuffages, stuff. And I think a lot of us are here where, yes, everything is fine. I'm putting this in quotes. But there are these huge questions and this major grief and these unresolved sorrows happening underneath the surface. There's heartbreak about the political state, about rising fascism, about ableism, about genocides happening. Like that's affecting us. And that brings me to heart tending. Our hearts are breaking and they're breaking open. And with that breaking open gives us the ability to feel more, to have more compassion, to widen our capacity around our grief, our love, our care, so that these things don't overwhelm us, but they inform us and we collaborate with them, which of course brings us to this upcoming strength year because strength is about the heart, matters of the heart, heart intelligence, courage. So what shall you do now to prepare? Of course, I don't know you. I don't know your life. I don't know what's going on with you. So I'll just take it back to basics. As we teach at Moon Studio number one, get real about where you are. Situate yourself where you are and what kind of phase you're in. Are you in a dark moon phase or a waiting phase? Like, are you in winter in your life? Are you in a new moon phase or like spring Are you in full bloom in full moon or summer? Like think about where you are overall, what you're ready for. Use your intuition. Don't overthink. Just pay attention to your body and your intuition. Earlier this year, this month, (laughs) earlier this month, we gave you the lunar types quiz so you could figure it out. Go back, look at your results, listen to the episodes on that for help and support. And think about what you need most and give yourself that and start there. Like I want to remind myself, I knew I didn't really have the capacity to build or to manifest or to have a ton of growth 
because I just literally did not have the capacity. I had to recover more from long COVID. I had to tend to my health. That had to be my like number one manifestation. It couldn't be other things. And so again, sometimes life just plops you down. And as much as you'd love to be in a different place, you have to be where you are, like for real. And that can be bittersweet. It can feel painful, especially with the epidemic of compare and despair, where we look around and we see social media or we listen to other people's podcasts and like everything is just going amazing or everything just looks so much better than the bullshit we're in, you know? And so I highly recommend not looking around. Whether you're in an amazing part of your life, an amazing chapter, an exciting chapter or not, like just keep your eyes on your own paper as you think about what you most need and give yourself that. Start from there. Number two, tackle the list. We all have it. This is like the best advice I have to give. It's advice I take. And if I took it more, I'd probably be more integrated, more present. The list is the list in our head. It's this mix of the one day list and the little like death by a million paper cut kinds of things. So the one day is one day I'll figure out how to travel two months out of the year. Like one day I'll take piano lessons or learn French, right? Like those one day things combined with your dentist visit, the closet you have to clean out, that phone call you have to return, like that bill you need to call them and get it, set it up on a auto pay, those kinds of things. The big things and the little annoying things. And with the big things, it's really important to A, admit to yourself that you don't actually want to learn French or B, try it. Like be like, okay, I've always said I've wanted to learn French. I'm going to commit to six weeks of trying to learn French and see how I feel about it. And then I can quit, right? So like admit, you know what? Actually, I don't want to, or I am gonna try it and then see what happens. So try that, right? And the small things. Like if you took care of three of those small little things a week even, you thought I was gonna say a day. No, I love you. I love you. Three, three of those things a week, you will feel so much better. So what can you do now until late February to tackle the big list, to both plant seeds and also clear away? We do this simultaneously. We do this in a nonlinear fashion and we can use the phases of the moon and our own rhythms to do so, but start there. That will make you feel better. That will enhance your trust. And that will slowly over time change your reality. And number three, we like threes over here. So number three, check out the archetype of the year and check out your archetypes of the year and any other cosmic or spiritual clues for this past year, 2023, 
and the coming year, 2024. So look back and see like, what were your lessons from the chariot year? What were your archetypes of the year? Like what themes came up for you that you did well with and that you were maybe a little resistant around? Like be really clear about those so you can resolve that. You can ask yourself, what was I learning? Like a lot of what I'm sharing with you has come as a result of me reflecting for a few weeks of what worked, what didn't work, what the lessons were, how I needed to learn them, how I'm implementing them. And that's just what you have to do to have closure. I can talk to you with a bit of closure around this year because I've figured this out for myself within my archetypes, my own process, what I knew was going to happen. So do that for yourself. And then take a sneak peek into next year's. I write extensively about it in many moons. I teach about it. I'll be teaching about it more here, but mostly for my students. Dig in. The reason I use the archetypes and numerology is because they just ring true. Like I'm super practical. I don't use stuff if they don't work. Those of you who've been listening to my episodes about the topics from last year, see the correlation, see how they show up. You can even like go back. I was doing a thing. I think it was in the Hierophant year. That's how long I've been doing this where I like did a little check-in on the collective themes of the Hierophant and like how it played out in the collective. So you can think about that as well. So take what you know about number eight, about the strength card, about the archetypes of your year, both numerological and chosen, and do a mix of what suggestions those archetypes give you, as well as like what you want to do in your life. Let the archetypes, let this archetypal energy run through you, help you, support you with what you want to see transpire and what you want to experience and what you want to repair in your life. I would very much suggest keeping your life next year organized, organized by creative goals, organized by passion projects, organized by what you want to feel by the end of the month and the end of the quarter. Yes, you can use metric goals like, you know, I want to lift X amount more weight or whatever. But I would shy away from that unless it's something consistent that you can do that will pay off long term, like my weight training that I go to every week, three times a week, or you put away $20 a month or a week into a high yield savings, or you take on gig work 10 hours a month and you put all that in your whatever fund, right? Those kinds of things, yes, do it, but organize it by your bigger goals of your life. It's a mix, but mostly it's about how you want to feel and what your true nature is asking you to do. Like what spiritual or soul-led projects are you here to do in little ways? Think about the list in little ways and in much larger ways. This is very much a year where action, action, and consistency and repetition is going to pay off. If you were to zoom out on a movie of your life of this year and someone is just watching your actions like sped up over the day, what would they say about that character? Not in a judging way, but in a real way. We have to be real. This year, 
there were so many reality checks, right? Like, am I wrong? No, I'm right. We have a joke in my household that I'm always like, I'm 80% right. And then my partner's like, I'm 80% right. We're like, how could we both be 80% right all the time when we don't agree 80% of the time? But I'm right about the reality check. I know that. So while we're in this liminal space, this time of contemplation and quiet, face those checks. Figure out what to do differently. You're going to have thoughts, always. You're going to have feelings, always. But what can you do differently? One thing about this year, gave us lessons. Gave us lessons, gave us stressings, gave us blessings and lessons. It showed us what not to do. It showed us where we were making mistakes. And I love mistakes. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing, but it just showed us what wasn't working. It showed us where we were giving away too much power or energy or trust or where we were addicted, where we were operating from fear. And now it's just time to operate from a different baseline, which is more courage. And that often does not look like what we were taught. Courage is not about overriding. It's about being with. Courage isn't about force or violence. It looks like care and doing what needs to be done and doing what's like exciting. So you can ask yourself, what haven't I tried yet internally and externally? Hmm, I haven't tried not believing in my fear. Okay, great. What would change if I did that? Okay, um, I haven't tried truly accepting that I belong on this planet. Hmm, okay, what would that look like? Haven't held the possibility that I can make progress once I commit. All right, what would change? Haven't held the possibility that I'm a forking genius at whatever, washing dishes, energy work, teaching, whatever, you know? Try different things. Try them now. Start small. I've got so much more to say on this. I'll save it for all the workshops. I'll save it for the future. I put a lot of it in many moons. And I just wanted to end with a little reading from my overview for 2024 because it's always solid. Everything's always in there that you need. So here goes. There will be times this year when your courage will be tested. Plan accordingly. Get backup plans in place. Spend your time, energy, and money wisely. Do not make mountains out of molehills. There's going to be drama next year. Be careful about where you're addicted to drama, your own drama and others' drama. Forecast ahead before making certain decisions. Are there potential problems associated with this that you don't want to deal with? Will the reward outweigh the risk? Learn skill sets that will serve you well long-term. Technologies that are both earth-based and computer-based go hand-in-hand. If possible, steward land, buy land, rematriate land, and raise funds to save land and wildlife. I also want to add, I don't know that I said this here, but like, who in your circle can you go in on with this? You know, land trusts co-ops of land, like creating LLCs and joining together with like four or five friends. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Personally, 
watch out for excessive self-centering. Be mindful of seduction by flashy confidence and things that feel too good to be true. Online coaches. I'm just kidding. I love online coaches. JK, you know, if it feels like too good to be true, like y'all grifting, manipulation, online, all-time high, friends, all-time high. Be discerning. Use your unique strengths and creative impulses to problem solve. The time for complaining without changing is over. It's time to grow up, grow deeper, and grow wider together. The word that will be a guide to all of us this year is soft. Soft strength, soft power. Staying soft and still precise, flexible and consistent. Attracting, not pushing. This year won't be about healing. It will be about wholeness. Wholeness as healing. As much as you can, especially with the most important projects, attempt to be whole and attempt to be soft. 2023 asked us to find our own rhythms, trade control for adaptability, and expand through movement. 2024 asks us to accept our true natures, commit to a deeper collaboration with nature, and leave our comfort zone behind. Hopefully this is giving you some food for thought. You can find the rest of it in many moons. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting this podcast financially. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing with friends. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your attention and your care. I'm sending you so much love. Until next time.